Your brand could use more effective and efficient ways to ignite growth, right? Well, you've come to the right place. This is where smart marketers learn to leverage their own community to ignite growth in sales, awareness, and beyond. Welcome to The Rise, the Community Commerce Marketing Show. I'm your host, Jason Falls. Uh, we are exploring the new and exciting category of marketing strategy, automation, and software called Community Commerce Marketing. Today, we're going to talk to a woman who has been on the bleeding edge of community, commerce, and marketing for the better part of a couple of decades in the B2B space mostly. Jill Rowley will join us in just a moment. She has spent time as an advisor and growth officer with the likes of Salesforce, Eloqua, Marketo, HubSpot, a virtual who's who of Silicon Valley darlings. And she's most known in the business as advocating for the voice of community. She'll take a bullet for the customer. We're not going to ask her to do anything nearly that painful uh, or complicated today, although I'm sure talking to me for an hour is not exactly how one wishes to spend uh, their day. But before we bring Jill in, uh, please do take a moment, if you haven't already, to follow and subscribe to The Rise. This is a new streaming video show and podcast from Scipio.ai. We are the leading community commerce marketing platform. Follow Scipio.ai on LinkedIn or YouTube for the live show. We also post the audio as a podcast after, so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's not waste time. Uh, Jill Rowley is with us today. She is an expert uh, in the B2B growth strategy space, widely known expert in the marketing software world as well. Jill, good afternoon. Welcome to The Rise. How you doing? Hey, Jason, I'm ready to rise with you. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Let me blow us up a little bit here so people can see us a little bit better. So I want to dive right in here because uh, we like to keep this show nice and tight so that people can get back to their days. But you've been a, a strategic growth advisor for, as I mentioned, that crazy list of, of successful software companies, uh, as well as a, another uh, a number of others over the years. I know uh, I've known of you since the mid 2000s when the whole social media marketing world was emerging and I've always known you to be an advocate for a brand's community and customers, certainly almost you know, exclusively in the B2B space. But tell us how you formed that perspective and what led you uh, now to the two decades plus of great work you've done. Yeah, Jason. So thanks so much for hosting me and uh, allowing me to be one of your early guests on on the podcast. Uh, I um, I love talking about voice of community which is bigger than voice a customer. Um, I, like you said, have been in the B2B SaaS world for 22 plus years and uh, actually was a quota carrying sales rep when I started out in B2B tech and software. Um, my buyer was marketing, B2B marketers. And so I um, not only studied how to be a better sales professional, but how to be a better marketer. And it really truly comes down to uh, knowing thy buyer, knowing thy consumer, knowing thy customer. And so I learned a lot about you know, people, humans, and the way that they buy. I think it's more important as a sales professional to study how people buy than how to sell to them. Mm -hmm. And we've seen this shifting landscape in terms of um, access to information, um, access to people and humans shift 
away from the brand and into the hands of the buyer, the consumer. And so what do we do about that? Right. That that's what gets me up and makes me tick is thinking about how do we better um, identify, connect, engage uh, and add value to uh, the people who have the problem that we're trying to solve. So I think that takes me back to a little bit of a history lesson for people and a, a stroll down memory lane for, for you and me. In the mid 2000s, when the social media world started to really democratize publishing and, you know, consumers were flooding to, you know, back then, you know, the MySpaces of the world and things like that. Um, but the big mantra that was being thrown around for brands on the B2B and B2B side back then was join the community. My friend uh, Joe Jaffe was big. He popularized the phrase, I think. And it was kind of a call to action for companies to start engaging with their consumers in ways never really before possible because social media created this new sort of world. Um, it allowed brands to plug into conversations both about them and not about them uh, to form you know, stronger you know, bonds with customers if they did it right. Now, I think most brands tiptoed into it in mid to late 2000s. Others innovated and still others spent some time mucking it up and, you know, making horrific mistakes along the way. We saw a lot of those train wrecks. I know you focus most of your energies on B2B brands, but do you think we've gotten beyond the point now in that transition to brands actually understanding how to join the conversation and how to connect with consumers in this social world? Um that we don't have to hold their hand anymore? Or are there plenty of brands and businesses out there still mucking it up that we need to hold their hands? Yeah, I think there's a tremendous amount of opportunity to um, improve the way that brands uh, look at how to find their consumers um, in the communities where their consumers live, um, to then go where their customers, their buyers, their consumers are. Right, where the communities that they already live in go into that community and listen. Right, that's the hardest thing. I think a lot of people, a lot of brands, they go in, they start talking, and what do they talk about? They talk about themselves. They talk about their products rather than number one, deeply listening and really truly understanding um, the vibe in the community, the interest in the community, and and then coming along and sharing something of value. Uh, to the community in which they're they're renting space, if you will, in an existing community. And then you learn from that and you better understand who your customers are, your consumers are, your buyers are, and then you shape and mold the community that you want to create, right? And how do you do that with authenticity? How do you um, create um, content that is relevant and engaging and informative and of value to the community? Who else can you bring into the conversation? What kind of in, in within community connections can you make? Um, it's it's very different from um, affiliate marketing, right? Where it's more about uh, links and clicks and transaction, and it's way more leaning towards um, a community uh, living in, being part of. Um, and, 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 and really like thinking about value rather than transaction and immediate short-term dollars. So when I hear you say all that, I'm, I'm trying to kind of listen to your expertise from the B2B world and translate that maybe into the B2C world for folks out there a little bit. 
Um, although I think both are certainly relevant to understand. And so help me understand this a little bit because I get the feeling uh, that, um, and, and I know this from experience too, that building community as a brand, you said, you know, start out with listening, you know, sort of get acclimated to the conversation, understand uh, the values and the norms in the community, then bring something of value. That sounds like a, a time consuming process. It sounds like something that brands can't just say, hey, next quarter, let's shift our budget and do this community thing. And, mm -hmm. and I, I get that. You get that. I don't know that a lot of brand managers out there get that. So what is it about that sort of maybe long sales cycle or that investing in the time and resources to build community over time and participating in it well over time that you know from the B2B side of the world that maybe the B2C side of the world needs to understand a little better? Yeah. Um, I mean, you're, you're right. The, the, the challenge in the boardroom is the board is looking for dollars that they spend today to translate to dollars that they earn in the short term. And in particular around marketing dollars. And oftentimes uh, community is funded by marketing when community is actually going across your entire organization, right? So I think that the 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 it, it's really board members and investors looking for a faster return on their investments. It, it's also, as you mentioned, like my roots are in really like marketing automation and um, helping marketers be able to measure and track the dollars in to the dollars out. And I think we've over-rotated to dollars that we spend have to show a quick return and direct correlation to um, dollars received. And there's the world of um, uh, influence that is not easy to actually <laughs> measure. It, it a lot of it happens um, and it's invisible to the brand. And so one, we have to change this over rotation to measuring every click, every ad dollar, every email subscriber to looking at more holistically, how is this consumer finding out about you, validating you, um, comparing you to alternatives um, and, and, and thinking more about how do you show up as a brand where your consumers are actually learning and listening and engaging. Um, it, it's, it's tough. It's, it's, a, it's a tough decision. And, it, and, and there is some, some belief that if we do these things, and there are th certain things to measure, of course, but if we do these things over time, um, we'll earn the trust and the attention of the consumer, of the brand. Yeah, it's I, I love to hear you say that because that building that trust over time is is obviously something I think a lot of B2B brands, you know, they they understand that because there's longer lead, you know, times, longer, you know, purchase cycles, et cetera. And so there has to be a uh, you know, sometimes there's 12, 18, 24 month, you know, sales cycles for for certain B2B products and services. Whereas, you know, in the consumer world, it's, you know, you got to sell stuff by the end of the month and see your sales numbers go up. And so it's a different mentality. I wonder, though, from your perspective, maybe as a consumer, not so much a B2B 
um, you know, strategist here, but maybe as a consumer, I think you and I both probably know and think the same way in terms of, you know, social media is really more about social than it is media. It's about, you know, where people, where consumers, where people go to, you know, I always used to, you know, ask people, why do you, why are you on Facebook? If you're over 40, it's probably because you want to see pictures of your kids or grandkids. If you're under 40, it's probably because you want to stalk your ex. And it was a joke, but at the same time, that's kind of why people are there. They're not there to buy things. It's not Amazon. It's not a grocery store. It's not a purchase point. So the big point on social media these days, or the big push on social media these days is, are, are these elements of community commerce? So things like shoppable images and, you know, turning social media content for brands and by extension influencers and, and other creators out there, turning them into shopping experiences. I'm curious from your point of view as a consumer, are we about to muck things up uh, as marketers to, to the point to where we're turning uh, what consumers think of as a social gathering and turning it into the home shopping network? Are we going to see some pushback or some some uh, some hesitation from consumers as these community commerce mechanisms are built out and and how do we respond to that from your perspective as a consumer probably more than a than a b2b thinker yeah i'll just take one passion interest of mine which is orange theory okay. and i don't know if you've heard of orange theory actually i think maybe um scipio uh, works with orange theory maybe orange theory is a, a customer and <laughs> If they're not, they should be. Um, <laughs> but I'm, you know, Orange Theory is way more than a fitness um, routine for me. Uh, although I love the fitness routine. It's amazing. I love the coaches. I love uh, doing the treadmill and the rower and the weight room. Um, but I'm, I'm actually like part of the community. Um, I don't really use Reddit. The one thing I go to Reddit for is the Orange Theory community. And I love like the conversations that are happening on Reddit in the Orange Theory community. If someone started showing up in the Reddit Orange Theory group and started one pitching product, which isn't allowed, yep. um, I would certainly not. I, I might leave the community or we get that person kicked out of the community. Mm -hmm. Right. Or if the conversation within the community started to be something that was detrimental to my health, yeah. right? Then that doesn't, that doesn't, that's not in line with what my beliefs and my interests are. Now, if we, there was a conversation about um, athletic greens, which is something that I subscribe to and I drink every morning and I continue to bump into other people who are Orange Theory athletic greens consumers, right? Then that makes this more deeper, real connection with me and my interest. Now, if um, Athletic Greens decided to have a creator or hire someone who has influence, but they don't have influence in the wellness, health and fitness world, and they've been you know, a brand advocate for McDonald's or Taco Bell, <laughs> that you, you've just lost me. Yeah. You, you've lost me at the taco. <laughs> so, uh, we really have to be careful about um, who we partner up with, right? What creators we work with, um, the 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 audience um, fit, if you will, your ideal audience fit. Uh, so we have a lot of things to to not you know to not mess up on, to not muck up on um, by just by throwing dollars 
and people who have large audiences but aren't relevant to me, right? To me as a consumer. Because if you start putting that stuff in front of me, I mean, like you're, you know, you're you're selling goods. You're not you're not being authentic. You're not really helping me. I, I love the fact that we're two episodes in and we already have you lost me at the taco. That's that's a we've got a catchphrase already for the for the show. That's fantastic. So, uh, Jill, let's 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 distill down, you know, your your expertise as much as we can from the B2B world and whether you're talking to B2B marketers or B2C marketers out there knowing that we're evolving into this world of community commerce and we're you know walking into a a world where B2C brands are going to start adopting more of a community approach as many B2B brands have over the years some of them you know from your own guidance and advice let's say there's some brand managers out there listening right now that want to know how Jill Rally would advise going to market with community commerce in mind what steps should they take what red flags should they watch for how should they proceed to be successful financially while also respecting that community? What are some tips for them? I'm going to turn it back on you, Jason. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Cause I'm, I'm like, I'm being interviewed and I do podcasts, but I, I want to have a dialogue. Like you, you kick it off. What do you think the pitfalls are? What do you think the things that they're going to get wrong are and how do we help them avoid making mistakes? Yeah, that's, I mean, the big thing that comes to mind, I mean, obviously, uh, you touched on this earlier with this, you know, sort of time sensitive rush to, you know, please the board and hit revenue projections and provide value to stakeholders and all that kind of stuff. My worry is that too many brands are going to rush to the community and just try to hawk their wares. Yeah. It's just going to be buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. And as we learned, even in the uh, in the early days of social media, when you do that, you turn more consumers off than you uh, than you fill the shopping cart, as it were. There's a sub sub segment out there in every community that are the coupon clippers and the the discount you know code you know scouts who are always going to be excited about a deal, but the lion's share of people are looking for a deeper connection with brands. And so that in your face by this thing is just not going to prevail. I That's why I love the fact that, you know, what we do at Scipio is we're trying to take a brand and plug them into their own community of who people are already customers, people who already know who they are, and find the influential voices who can authentically and genuinely take that brand to their audiences. Uh, as opposed to going out and finding a social media influencer who may or may not care about the brand, know about the brand. And, and you're just saying, hey, let me give you some product and maybe some money to stand there and look pretty with my thing and recommend it to people. That to me is a very disingenuous way of doing things. Plugging into your community and saying who within this map of people that already knows us, that is already plugged into us and maybe already paying us money and yes. loves us. Yes. How can we empower them to go forward? Because I feel like if you're going through that trusted community member, as opposed to trying to show up Mr. Logo, Mr. Building, Mr. Corporate Head, um, or Mrs. Corporate Head, Mrs. Logo, whatever. If you're tr if you're going through that trusted community member versus that you know corporate entity, now all of a sudden you don't have to jump over that hurdle of trust as much. It's not as hard to get around that. So that's yeah. how I would answer that question. No, I love it. And and it is your best salespeople aren't on your payroll. Right. They're your customers who are your advocates. And, you know, there's this advocacy marketing concept of how do we get 
our customers to advocate for and on our behalf or even like with us. And my, I've always said, you have to be the best advocate of your customers, of and for your customers first. And that advocacy then is earned by them. Flip it and not say, these are our customers. How do we get them to be our advocates? It's how do we be the best advocates of and for our customers? And then they will be the best advocates and, 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 and evangelists for us. And so it's really going into who are our customers today? Who is getting the most value? And then how do you make them famous, right? How do you make it about them and not you? And it's, and it's really like shining the spotlight on their expertise, their knowledge, their experience, their journey. And what it ultimately, I love this expression, lead people to you, not lead with you, Mm -hmm. right? So I come at you with me, all about me, rather than I come to you with something that is interesting and relevant, someone like you who has bought this product and has been successful, you will want to know how that person has achieved that success. That person will then say through X, Y, and Z, and that will be me. And it will lead that consumer, that B2B buyer to me, but I'm not leading with me. I'm leading someone to me. That's great. Uh, Excellent advice, Jill. It sounds like the dog's getting restless, so I'm going to let you go. Thank you for your time and wisdom today. If if people do want to connect to you, though, uh, where can they find you on the interwebs? Yeah, I'm spending most of my time on LinkedIn these days. Uh, back in 2008, uh, when Twitter was like the channel to <laughs> figure out and my my marketing customers were trying to figure out Twitter and uh, it was it was it was a channel that was you know more relevant to the world that I lived in. Um, I still use Twitter a lot for research, um, but I'm not like curating and sharing content as much on Twitter. I'm more of that consumer, that invisible consumer of content on Twitter. But I'm really active uh, and engaged in the conversation in the community on LinkedIn. Awesome. Well, we'll drop those links in the comments here on the stream for those of you watching on LinkedIn uh, or certainly over on YouTube. If you're listening on the audio podcast on demand, find the post on LinkedIn or YouTube or just uh, Google Jill Rally. She's there. You'll find her. Jill, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate you spending some time with us. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate having you having me on the podcast. Absolutely. Glad you could make it. Jill Rowley, ladies and gentlemen, how about that? Just good stuff and great to learn from her. So good to have her here. Real quickly, uh, as a thank you to those watching, we have our three-point strategy guide to activate organic growth for you. We'll drop a link to that in the comments here for you to get to that quickly as well. It's a nice walk into the community influence marketing strategy that we help our software customers drive with their business. want to thank you so much uh, for joining us here on The Rise, the community commerce Uh, marketing show where we document the rise of the exciting new category of marketing strategy, automation, and software that is community commerce marketing. We know you want to bring community commerce marketing to your brand. So if you want to, just visit Scipio.ai and hit the demo button in the upper right. The Rise is a production of Scipio.ai. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn or YouTube so you never miss the broadcast. You can also subscribe to the show's audio on demand. Just search for The Rise Community Commerce Marketing Show 
wherever you get your podcasts. want to thank you also for being a part of our community. We'll see you soon on another episode of The Rise, the Community Commerce Marketing Show. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.